This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. Have you ever wondered if your cultural lens affects the way you read and interpret scripture? For example, when Paul exhorted women to dress modestly, what did he really mean? Stick around after today's Bible reading to find out. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Presented by Innervar City Press. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the word and may the word get in us. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your word. Old Testament reading. Deuteronomy chapter 11. Reiteration of the call to obedience. You must love the Lord your God and do what he requires. Keep his statutes, ordinances, and commandments at all times. Bear in mind today that I am not speaking to your children who have not personally experienced the judgments of the Lord your God, which revealed his greatness, strength, and power. They did not see the awesome deeds he performed in the midst of Egypt against Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and his whole land, or what he did to the army of Egypt, including their horses and chariots, when he made the waters of the Red Sea overwhelm them while they were pursuing you, and he annihilated them. They did not see what he did to you in the wilderness before you reached this place, or what he did to Datham and Abiram, sons of Elab, the Reubenite, when the earth opened its mouth in the middle of the Israelite camp and swallowed them, their families, their tents, and all the property they brought with them. I'm speaking to you because you are the ones who saw with your own eyes all the great deeds of the Lord. The Abundance of the Land of Promise Now pay attention to all the commandments I am giving you today, so that you may be strong enough to enter and possess the land where you are headed, and that you may enjoy long life in the land the Lord promised to give to your ancestors and their descendants, a land flowing with milk and honey. For the land where you are headed is not like the land of Egypt from which you came, a land where you planted seed and which you irrigated by hand like a vegetable garden. Instead, the land you are crossing the Jordan to occupy is one of hills and valleys, a land that drinks in water from the rains, a land the Lord your God looks after. He is constantly attentive to it from the beginning to the end of the year. Now, if you pay close attention to my commandments that I am giving you today and love the Lord your God and serve him with all your mind and being, then he promises, I will send rain for your land in its season 
the autumn and the spring rains, so that you may gather in your grain new wine and olive oil. I will provide pasture for your livestock, and you will eat your fill. Exhortation to Instruction and Obedience Make sure you do not turn away to serve and worship other gods. Then the anger of the Lord will erupt against you, and he will close up the sky so that it does not rain. The land will not yield its produce, and you will soon be removed from the good land that the Lord is about to give you. Fix these words of mine into your mind and being. Tie them as a reminder on your hands, and let them be symbols on your forehead. Teach them to your children, and speak of them as you sit in your house, as you walk along the road, as you lie down, and as you get up. Inscribe them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates, so that your days and those of your descendants may be extended in the land that the Lord promised to give your ancestors, like the days of heaven itself. For if you carefully observe all these commandments I am giving you, and love the Lord your God, live according to his standards, and remain loyal to him. Then he will drive out all these nations ahead of you, and you will dispossess nations greater and stronger than you. Every place you set your foot will be yours. Your border will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the river, that is, the Euphrates, as far as the Mediterranean Sea. Nobody will be able to resist you. The Lord your God will spread the fear and terror of you over the whole land on which you walk, just as he promised you. Anticipation of a blessing and cursing ceremony. Take note. I am setting before you today a blessing and a curse. The blessing if you take to heart the commandments of the Lord your God that I am giving you today. And the curse if you pay no attention to his commandments and turn from the way I am setting before you today to pursue other gods you have not known. When the Lord your God brings you into the land you are to possess, you must pronounce the blessing on Mount Gerizim and the curse on Mount Ebal. Are they not across the Jordan River, towards the west, in the land of the Canaanites, who live in the Rift Valley opposite Gilgal, near the Oak of Morah? For you are about to cross the Jordan to possess the land the Lord your God is giving you, and you will possess and inhabit it. Be certain to keep all the statues and ordinances that I am presenting to you today. Deuteronomy chapter 14, verses 1 through 21. The Holy and the Profane You are children of the Lord your God. Do not cut yourselves or shave your forehead bald for the sake of the dead. For you are a people holy to the Lord your God. He has chosen you to be his people prized above all other peoples on the face of the earth. You must not eat any forbidden thing. These are the animals you may eat. The ox, the sheep, the goat, the ibex, the gazelle, the deer, the wild goat, the antelope, the wild orc, and the mountain sheep. You may eat any animal that has hooves divided into two parts and that chews the cud. However, you may not eat the following animals among those that chew the cud or those that have divided hooves, the camel, the hare, and the rock badger. Although they chew the cud, they do not have divided hooves and are therefore ritually impure to you. Also, the pig is ritually impure to you. Though it has divided hooves, it does not chew the cud. You may not eat their meat or even touch their remains. These you may eat from among water creatures, 
Anything with fins and scales you may eat, but whatever does not have fins and scales you may not eat. It is ritually impure to you. All ritually clean birds you may eat. These are the ones you may not eat. The eagle, the vulture, the black vulture, the kite, the black kite, the dea after its species, every raven after its species, the ostrich, the owl, the seagull, the falcon after its species, the little owl, the long-eared owl, the white owl, the jackdaw, the carrion vulture, the cormorant, the stork, the heron after its species, the hoopy, and the bat. And any swarming winged thing is impure to you. They may not be eaten. You may eat any winged creature that is clean. You may not eat any corpse, though you may give it to the resident foreigner who is living in your villages, and he may eat it, or you may sell it to a foreigner. You are a people holy to the Lord your God. Do not boil a young goat in its mother's milk. Deuteronomy chapter 16, verses 1 through 8. The Passover. Observe the month Abib, and keep the Passover to the Lord your God. For in that month he brought you out of Egypt by night. You must sacrifice the Passover animal, from the flock or the herd, to the Lord your God in the place where he chooses to locate his name. You must not eat any yeast with it. For seven days you must eat bread made without yeast. As symbolic of affliction, for you came out of Egypt hurriedly. You must do this so you will remember for the rest of your lives the day you came out of the land of Egypt. There must not be a scrap of yeast within your land for seven days, nor can any of the meat you sacrifice on the evening of the first day remain until the next morning. You may not sacrifice the Passover in just any of your villages that the Lord your God is giving you. You must sacrifice it in the evening in the place where he chooses to locate his name, at sunset, the time of day you came out of Egypt. You must cook and eat it in the place the Lord your God chooses. You may return the next morning to your tents. You must eat bread made without yeast for six days. The seventh day, you are to hold an assembly for the Lord your God. You must not do any work on that day. New Testament reading. Romans chapter 13 through chapter 14. Submission to civil government. Chapter 13. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except by God's appointment, and the authorities that exist have been instituted by God. So the person who resists such authority resists the ordinances of God, and those who resist will incur judgment, for rulers cause no fear for good conduct but for bad. Do you desire not to fear authority? Do good, and you will receive its commendation because it is God's servant for your well-being. But be afraid if you do wrong, because government does not bear the sword for nothing. It is God's servant to administer punishment on the person who does wrong. Therefore, it is necessary to be in subjection, not only because of the wrath of the authorities, but also because of your conscience. For this reason, you also pay taxes. For the authorities are God's servants devoted to governing. Pay everyone what is owed, taxes to whom taxes are due, revenue to whom revenue is due, respect to whom respect is due, honor to whom honor is due, exhortation to love neighbors. Owe no one anything except to love one another, for the one who loves his neighbor has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, 
Do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not covet. And if there is any other commandment, are summed up in this, love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. Motivation to Godly Conduct And do this because we know the time, that it is already the hour for us to awake from sleep. For our salvation is now nearer than when we became believers. The night has advanced towards dawn. The day is near. So then we must lay aside the works of darkness and put on the weapons of light. Let us live decently as in the daytime, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and sensuality, not in discord and jealousy. Instead, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to arouse its desires. Exhortation to Mutual Forbearance, Chapter 14 Now receive the one who is weak in the faith, and do not have disputes over differing opinions. One person believes in eating everything, but the weak person eats only vegetables. The one who eats everything must not despise the one who does not, and the one who abstains must not judge the one who eats everything. For God has accepted him. Who are you to pass judgment on another's servant? Before his own master, he stands or falls. And he will stand, for the Lord is able to make him stand. One person regards one day holier than other days, and another regards them all alike. Each must be fully convinced in his own mind. The one who observes the day does it for the Lord. The one who eats, eats for the Lord because he gives thanks to God. And the one who abstains from eating abstains for the Lord, and he gives thanks to God. For none of us lives for himself and none dies for himself. If we live, we live for the Lord. If we die, we die for the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. For this reason, Christ died and returned to life, so that he may be the Lord of both the dead and the living. But you who eat vegetables only, why do you judge your brother or sister? And you who eat everything, why do you despise your brother or sister? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, As I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow to me, and every tongue will give praise to God. Therefore, each of us will give an account of himself to God. Exhortation for the strong not to destroy the weak. Therefore, we must not pass judgment on one another, but rather determine never to place an obstacle or a trap before a brother or sister. I know and am convinced in the Lord Jesus that there is nothing unclean in itself. Still, it is unclean to the one who considers it unclean. For if your brother or sister is distressed because of what you eat, you are no longer walking in love. Do not destroy by your food someone for whom Christ died. Therefore, do not let what you consider good be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God does not consist of food and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. For the one who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and approved by people. So then, let us pursue what makes for peace and for building up one another. Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. For although all things are clean, it is wrong to cause anyone to stumble by what you eat. It is good not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything that causes your brother to stumble. The faith you have, keep to yourself before God. 
Blessed is the one who does not judge himself by what he approves, but the man who doubts is condemned if he eats, because he does not do so from faith, and whatever is not from faith is sin. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Gracious, righteous, and holy God, we thank you for your word today. We thank you, O Lord, for the reminder of your, of your law, of the seriousness of your commands, O God. And we are grateful that in reminding us of the seriousness of your commands, O Lord, that you give to us why they are serious, that these are commands that are on the agenda of love, loving you through obedience, and loving our neighbors and our brothers and sisters and siblings in the faith through compassion and considering them, O God. When you tell us how the law is ultimately summed up as loving our neighbor as ourself, it sobers us. You are great and mighty and mysterious and beyond our comprehension, and yet there are moments when you condescend and you bring to us the simple beauty of what you have called us into Not what we can do in our own strength, but this invitation as people who are deeply loved to love others, to love our siblings in Christ, to not stir up controversies unnecessarily, to not pick fights and battles, to not cause people to stumble where we feel a deep sense of freedom, but they do not. Oh God, help us to be kind and gentle and loving to each other. Help us to be known as people who love, people who obey you, O God, people who buffet our flesh, who pursue our own restraint and live as set apart according to your word and commands, O God, but people that are generous and open to others, O God. We thank you, O Lord, for this great, great command to love, to love you with all our heart and our strength and to love our neighbors as ourselves. We cannot do this on our own. We cannot do this in our own imagination or strength. So God, would you pour out your spirit? Would you pour it out today? Would you help us? Would you correct our thinking, renew our minds, grant us the mind of Christ? Would you purify our hearts, O Lord? Give us a clean heart that we might worship you and how we live and act, obey and serve and love others. We need your empowerment. Would you bring back to our mind uh, your scriptures, your, your word set apart to guide us, to edify us, to correct us, to strengthen and, and to correct our holy imagination towards the ways and things of God. We need you in order to love. And God, we thank you that you love us without reservation, without limits. You love us fully, completely, and abundantly. And you have called us to yourself and you delight in us and you pray over us. And so we thank you, O God, for this truth that empowers us to want to know you more, to obey your commands, to love ourselves, and to love our neighbor. In Christ's name we pray, amen and amen. In their book, Misreading Scripture with Western Eyes, biblical scholars Brandon O'Brien and E. Randolph Richards shed light on the ways that Western readers often misunderstand the cultural dynamics of the Bible. When Paul exhorted women to dress modestly, he was likely not referring to racy clothing, but instead he was most likely concerned about economic modesty, that Christian women not flaunt their wealth through expensive clothes, braided hair, and gold jewelry. Getting beyond our cultural assumptions is increasingly important for being Christians in our interconnected 
interconnected and globalized world, learn to read scripture as a member of the global body of Christ with the book, Misreading Scripture with Western Eyes. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code, The Word. That's promo code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at ivpress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth's Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag Truth's Table. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, Think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee. Oh,